Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Have I got a show for you today? We are talking with a budding superstar author and her book was released just this last weekend and it's doing extraordinarily well in the in Amazon and on many many lists and she's doing some great work um, the, the name of the book is keepers of the light code and we're going to talk a great deal about that but first I want to introduce our guest for today and her name is Rhiannon Hines uh, Rhiannon how are you today young lady I'm so good Kevin thank you so much how are you going Oh, I'm doing awesomely. Thank you. I've been looking forward to talking to you all day long since the last time we talked. Yeah, me too. I've been so, so excited for this chat. So thanks so much for having me. Well, you are more more than welcome because you're going to be able to help a lot of people today, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's it's really is cool that, that uh, we're taking the time. And first of all, I got to tell everybody that it's eight o'clock in the morning, Thursday morning. It's Wednesday here, but then down, down under, which is, <laughs> which is where she is. She's down under. I can't do an, a, an Australian accent. very well. <laughs> It was a nice try. Yeah. It's eight o'clock, but um, it's, it's, a, it's late in the morning for me because my one-year-old, wakes up at five and yeah so it's eight o'clock but i'm well and truly in the day <laughs> whether you want to or not you're always up at five yeah <laughs> well that's good does your one-year-old sleep through the night yet she does so i'll let her off it with a 5 a.m wake up yeah <laughs> oh that's that's cool i'm glad you don't have to get up like every two hours and then get up at five o'clock in the morning that would suck. No, she's she's pretty cool she's pretty cool very cool. And you, you had her actually, you were pregnant with her and uh, you had a toddler and, um, and that was about the time that you decided you were going to write the keepers of the light codes. And yeah. um, so was that was, that was really cool that, uh, and, and you, you were grounded at the same time, but you were also, um, well, I guess we should go back back in the midst of time a little bit and talk to you in regards to uh um what you what you've been doing and who you are and where you came from and and you you've been um for lack of a better term is it is it okay to call you kind of a mystic yeah for sure yeah <laughs> you Definitely. you've been a, you've been a mystic for most of your life um, and you remember it all well from when you were little and, and going on forward. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I am lucky enough to have had my spiritual awakening pretty early on in my life. Um, and I do remember being, as a child, feeling like really confused by the whole experience of life. I remember feeling like pretty confused about even who I was. I'd have these moments where I was like, who is Rhiannon? What is this body? Where am I? And I would feel a bit like disconnected from the whole experience. And then I would land back in and it would be like, oh, oh, okay. That was random. And I've kind of had that kind of <laughs> feeling like all throughout my life where I would disconnect entirely and become like a total observer of the experience and then come back in. And 
Yeah, so that's that's been something that's carried carried through my entire life. And then I did forget, like when I was like 18, you know, obviously I went on my little journey of losing myself so that I could remember. So I got really into partying and um, started to tick all the boxes. I got, um, I settled down really young, had like a serious relationship, got engaged, bought a house, had a mortgage, got a serious job. And this was all by the age of like 22. So there was like maybe a four-year period where I I went deep into societal <laughs> programming within my life and I started to feel like I was deeply, deeply suffering, like I was a prisoner within my own life. And when I was 22, I remember feeling like I was literally living in a cage and I just started to ask for help and I started to, I wouldn't say pray because I, I didn't really have any spirituality like or, or, or faith or religion that came through my childhood. So I wouldn't say pray, but literally ask for help to the sky, to source, to something that was had a greater power than me. And then the moment I started asking for help, something started responding <laughs> and something started to change. I started to be, um, I started to receive these amazing openings, these amazing opportunities. Like I remember the first one that came through that was like a light bulb in my life was this job opportunity and it sparkled on the internet and it was to be a lecturer in remedial massage, which was my, um, which was my trade then. And I was like, okay, I have to do this job. And that was the first time I, I had took a leap of faith from the guidance from the divine. And from that moment, my life started to open and open and open and open. And I started to just let go of all need to follow any kind of any kind of format around how my life should look or feel. And I just developed the mantra, keep me on my highest path. And my life moves really quickly like that, because that is still my mantra to this day. And with that, I'm constantly focused on opening my heart and listening to guidance. And that's coming through in many different forms, guidance in my life, um, me channeling my book, guidance through my work. Yeah, so my the mysticism that's most present in my life is very practical. <laughs> and it also then ripples out into to more precise sort of mystical arts as well. <laughs> well, and I, I want to, first of all, thank you for being here because you are emerging as one of Australia's most sought-after channels and energy healers. And that that's that's a bit of a big deal, especially from down under. Uh, yeah, I think uh, thanks, Kevin. I think we can all channel. You know, we're all we're all healers. We all have the ability to open as conduits to receive the highest quality of information and energy. And the reason that I've made this my life, and the reason it's flowing and going well is because I just have no, I have no expectation around how everything is going to go. I just literally say, keep me on my highest path, show me what I need to do. And I just allow myself to be used <laughs> as a vessel. Well, you know, what? oh, go ahead. Yeah. And it goes, away. it's it's going well, because I just keep letting go of, of the agenda. Whenever it comes up, the agenda and the fixation on an idea, I just have to keep letting it go. What was it about you? Because um, from 18 to 22 or 23, you were leading the normal, you know, life. And, but what was it about you that, that when you 
began to set yourself aside and begin to accept what was coming from the other side, why didn't you think that you were nuts? Why did you accept it? And uh, was it unusual for you or was it just like stepping back into your power? Yeah, at the time it was unusual for me and I had so much fear around letting people down. I didn't want to disappoint, you know, even though my family's super open-minded, I felt like if I broke away from doing a good job, letting go of a good job, letting go of this nice house, letting go of this nice man, I thought I would disappoint people. And so it was very, very painful then to have to step away from this life that I had created, but the pain would have been greater to stay. (laughs) What was your, because that takes a great deal of intestinal fortitude or guts to be able to do that and to step out, especially when you're, you know, I get it. If you are having a midlife crisis and you're in your mid forties or you're 50 and you're going, gosh, is this all there is? And I don't have a lot of time left, but heck you were a successful 22, 23 year old. And uh, all of this stuff was, was um, um, at your, that you were doing all these things that what society expected you to do, you know, the house and the picket fans and the, and did you have a dog too? No, but I had two cats. Oh, see, there you go. You're, you're a cat person, and uh, but but to have the the guts to be able to to walk away from that and to do something totally different that your heart was calling you to do that takes a great deal of of power and and guts on your part, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it did at the time, but I think we're all we're all here to fr- thrive and live in the way that feels like freedom and truth and sovereignty. And it's not really courageous. It's not really courageous. It's what we all naturally long to do. Mm-hmm. It's what we all naturally long to do. And it's just the, the shackles get bound pretty tight. And the longer we're in that system, the years, the decades, the tighter they get. And so for me, if the cage felt tight, but because I was young and I hadn't been in it for that long, the desire to break free was so much greater than that safety of needing to be restricted in that, that framework. Now, because you did that, were you um, greeted with people here that family and friends that were supportive of you and supportive of this this new uh, direction that you were going to take? Yeah, my family, this is, I probably, I can credit them a lot for me being able to have this awakening so young in life, so early in life. My mom and dad are pretty cool. They're very open-minded and they just allow me to be and to do whatever I need to do. And I did leave friends behind. I definitely leave, left friends behind. I remember I used to share like my visions of what I would love to do with that boyfriend, that fiance at the time. And he's, he always, he's such a nice man, but he always used to say, oh, well, it's nice to dream. And I used to think, don't, <laughs> I used to think that's not a dream. That's what I want to do, you know? And he thought, oh, it's nice to dream. And so he, him and all the friends that came with him, they fell away because they were very bound and limited by what their idea of life should be. But I have a a best friend and she's still my best friend. And she's been my my best friend all through high school. She at that time was experiencing a very similar thing, breaking up with a boyfriend, feeling really restricted in life. And we moved into a little place together 
in this little, this cool place called Fremantle, which is in the city near where I live. And it's very alternative. And we were living in this apartment. And so this was like my first experience of freedom with her living there. I'd just broken up from this relationship. I'd stepped out of this life and I was just, I just arrived in this new magical existence where we was just like, we were just like going to ecstatic dances and going to these interesting ceremonies. And then like we very soon after went and did a yoga teacher training together in Germany. And we just started, I felt like a butterfly who had just like gotten wings and I felt so free and so open and so good that in that moment, like at that time, I was like, I am never going back in my little cage. <laughs> <laughs> you're free and I'm you're free. going to act like it. Yeah. That, which is what, you know, there, there, there's somebody listening to this going, gosh, I wish I could have done that because, you know, I've, I've got these chains that have bound me to the life that I've had and I don't feel like I can do anything else. And um, so you are, you are really a, an important person to step forward, especially when you, since you've written the book now, um, that's, that's doing very well. And, and uh, you actually channeled this book um, because it was necessary in your bio, I was reading that your guides were telling you that this book is necessary, especially yeah. at this time. Yeah, it is necessary because just to link it into what we were just discussing, sometimes we can feel the restraints of our life as an external prison, but really the first place that we find freedom is inside ourselves where we realize that we're unbound and we're completely limitless no matter where we are and no matter what we're experiencing. And once we find that energy within us, that ripples out into our external reality without even trying. So first we find that freedom within, and that is the message that is coming in the book as well. So the book is speaking to like you, myself, a lot of your listeners who have been probably working on themselves in one way or another for many years, right? When I say working on themselves, I mean, maybe meditating, maybe going to yoga, maybe just trying to just trying to open their mind and their consciousness and heal. And then the book has come through now and it's not my words, it's, it's words that I just wrote and I channeled. So the book has come through now because as a humanity, there has to come a time when we, we step off this need to continually grow and develop, you know, like it's not a linear model, spiritual growth. It happens now. We can step into any aspect of ourselves now, the completely free aspect, the completely whole, completely healed aspect. So the book is coming now to, to tell us it's time to step off the need, step off the path where there's a need to get better and to be it now and let go of any notion that we're not whole, complete and done. So there's within the book, there's nine lessons and there's 28 initiations. So each one is a little, a little snippet that kind of peels back or unravels any resistance that we have to that, any resistance that we have to the notion that we are absolutely perfect, free, complete and healed right now you do realize that you're going to put a kink into the entire uh self-improvement industry uh, because, yeah. <laughs> because, because 
you know, every, every, um, not every, but a lot of the folks that are out there that are part of the new thought movement and stuff, it's like, well, you need to do this and we need to go there and you have to be free. But from what you're telling me, from what they told you, that we are perfect as we are and there's nothing that we need to do. Yeah. So, so (laughs) sometimes I'm sure you can relate to this, Kevin, because this is definitely something I've experienced, probably your listeners. Do you ever read a book and it's like, you know, this book is the ticket to feeling so um, amazing or this is the ticket to your enlightenment and there's a whole heap of things that you have to do. You have to wake up at 4 a.m. You have to meditate for three hours. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this, right? And you write it all down, all these things that you're going to do. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this detox. I'm going to be this perfect. And then you get to day three and you just completely can't manage it. You let it all go. And then you're like, oh, you feel so terrible about yourself. And you're just like, why am I such a failure? It's like, how is that actually helping anyone? So if you are waking up and you come into your heart, you breathe into your heart and you learn how to do that as as the only thing basically that you need to do, just connect to your heart. What do I need today? I need to wake up at 4 a.m. and meditate. Great. Then do that. Or you breathe into your heart. What do I need today? I need to rest. I need to just let the routine go. And then you do that. And what do I need today? I need to step up. I need to do something that makes me uncomfortable, even though that makes me really scared. I need to do that. What the heart says is going to naturally carve out a beautiful life that is completely in alignment with what you need and it's not that you won't do anything there's just nothing that you need to have attachment to doing you will find out what you need to do you'll step up you will move through your greatest fears your greatest obstacles all from listening to the heart on any given day not because someone else told you you needed to perform in x y and z and it looks a bit spiritual it looks like it should be healing so you think it's going to be for your highest good but it's not if your heart doesn't say yes. And it basically what you're saying to me is it's everything that we need is already there and it's already inside of us. Yeah, it's already there. And don't get me wrong, what we've been, the journey through perhaps through linear time that many of us have been on has been necessary to get to this point. You know, is that is that a young one? That was me dropping my pen lid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, no, you're good. You're I didn't good. even realize I was fiddling with a pen lid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the journey to get to this point, many of us has it has needed to be through linear time, perhaps not necessarily, but perhaps perhaps we've needed to suffer for a certain number of years. We've needed to meet someone who expanded our mind. We needed to go on this yoga meditation or personal development journey to be who we are. But now we're here and it's it's 2022 and things are changing. The world is changing. The frequency of this planet, the frequency of our existence is changing and things are no longer linear. And we need to change our perspective of how we upgrade not through something that exists through linear time, but through our ability to step beyond linear time and feel the true nature of who we are in our perfection. That is a, um, what you just said right there is a big chore for a lot of people to feel their, their own 
perfection because a lot of us have been brought up with the stories of you're too short, you're too fat, you're too tall, you're too, too whatever it is that you are or not. Uh, and you're, 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 you're feeling like you're less than because of Johnny who makes more money or Kathy who's prettier or whatever it is, rather than you are a perfect human being. You're a perfect being, I would say, of, of light and whatever you choose to be, whatever, how you choose to bring that forth is what's perfect for you if you allow it. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Exactly, Kevin. So beautiful, so beautifully put. And it's it's so easy for us to witness the perfection in other aspects of divine creation. So you look outside and you see like this butterfly flying, you see the flowers blossoming, you see the perfect rhythm of the sun, the tides, the trees, and you, you see babies and children playing, you see the elderly and how vulnerable and sweet they are. And then it's like, why do we lose that for ourselves? That is how perfect we are, each and every one of us, that is our perfection. And it's like you would never project imperfection on something like a butterfly or something like a kitten or something like a baby. We're all aspects, we're all aspects of creation. We're all manifested, incarnated beings that are just aspects of the divine creator. How could anything about us be imperfect? And when we get back to the truth of who we are in our own natural rhythms, we start to express life as that. When we see ourselves as that perfect, our life starts to change around us to mirror that perfection. But if you see yourself as imperfect or flawed, your reality is just a perfect mirror of your own perception of self. So your life is going to seem flawed. The only thing that needs to change is your ability to see and receive and perceive yourself as a divine, a divine aspect of creation. And then once you get that, once you can find yourself as that, your life will naturally change just by you honoring what is there in your heart on any given day. Your life will naturally start to change day by day to become that perfect. That is I'm going to have to take that clip and uh, and do something with it because that's just phenomenal what you just said. Uh, it is in our experience as a human being, we're always told that 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 that's not possible. That that's you always have to do something else. But you know, it's interesting. Do you know? Have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Neil Donald Walsh? No, but I think you mentioned him last time we spoke, and I didn't. Yeah, no. I I did. Well, see, when I was beginning my spiritual journey, let me tell you about that, because I was um, I grew up Lutheran. I went to a parochial school and a Lutheran school and we went to, you know, I went to church and Sunday school every Sunday and and like for 10 years, 15 years in a row, every Sunday and that kind of thing. And none of it resonated with me. It just didn't. It wasn't enough. It wasn't what I really wanted. And so when I got to be like in my early 40s, I had the house, had the wife, had the kids, had the dog, had the cats, and uh, had all of that stuff. But it wasn't satisfying. It wasn't what I wanted out of life. And what I and so I just started, went started to go down a spiritual path, 
And the two books that have meant so much to me, one was called Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And it's a it's about uh, life after death and life between lives and what we do over there. And it's it's all deeply done through deep hypnosis, through thousands of subjects that he worked with. And so that that book meant a lot to me because it verified the fact that we are we are <clears throat> divine. And we are part of God, and we are we are all one. And that's where I then, then I started reading conversations with God, and He is saying the same thing. This book was written in 1999, and He's saying or 97 or something, and it, it says the same exact thing that you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's it's remarkable, and uh, that you there's nothing that you have to do that you are divine as you are, and you need to accept yourself. Well, you don't need to do anything. But you can accept yourself as being divine, and that's what you believe. I do, and and it's the other thing that causes us so much kind of suffering as as human beings is we have this longing to serve, right? We come here with this need to help others, and there's such discomfort in that when we don't know what to do. Like so many people don't like their job, and it's a cause of so much suffering. They think, "What? Well, how would I love to serve?" And then they put their purpose like right up on a pedestal. And then because they're not doing that, there's this feeling of not being good enough, this feeling of struggle, right? Right. And that's the other thing that there is there is so much suffering there because, yes, we don't need to do anything. We don't need to. We're perfect. But we, we want to do something. Our heart longs to serve. So there's nothing to do. But if we come into the heart and with each day we honor it, we honor whatever is needed of our body and of our actions and our words and our, our thoughts. If we come into the heart and we honor it, we're going to end up doing something. And it's going to be so helpful for humanity, so helpful for the earth. And then there's no need to try and figure out purpose because whatever we're going to do, even though we don't need to do anything, whatever we're going to do is going to have the most profound impact that we could ever imagine in whatever way is needed of us. Now, I know that you have taken that mantle and just said, I'm here, I'm yours, do with me as you will, and and I want to be of service, and I, every day you wake up and you follow your heart, and things just, it, has it been your experience? Because it's been my experience that when you do that, things just show up. It is the dangest thing. Um, you you open your heart that way and uh, somebody comes to you and says, I'd love you for you to do this or the, another door opens or something else closes that you wanted to close and you didn't have to close it. It went all by itself. So it's, it becomes a, a really, um, it be, really becomes a mystical experience. And then you get to the point where you, at least I did, where I said, gee, that's a surprise because you know, it, it, but it wasn't because it was, that's what I wanted to have happen, and it just magically lined up without me having to do a thing. Is that is that part of what the Keepers of the Light Codes is all about? Yeah, exactly. When you when you follow your heart and you trust and you give yourself over, you step into a miracle paradigm, and it gets crazy the synchronicities, it gets laughable and you realize that everything we've seen in these fantasy movies, it's not, it's not sci-fi. We are living in, we are living in a magical reality 
and something my husband and I are having one of these weeks where we are just the opportunities that are coming in this week are like <laughs> we're in disbelief <laughs> we're in disbelief we um we got told to sell our well I got told very strongly at the start of the year to sell our house and this is like you know acreage in a forest it's like not any old house and I was like okay to my husband babe we've got to sell and he's like what anyway we did it so we've got this there's a rental shortage down here there's no rentals like you cannot get a rental I said we've just got to trust that the rental is going to come and we need to sell the house and we had this conversation at the right time it's the most beautiful house that we're renting now and it's just a few hundred meters from my mum and dad and it's worked out great and then we got a message from the tenant and um, from the owners guys you need to be out in December it's like, okay, that's not what we had planned. We've just been here for two months and we've just moved all our furniture. So we're just like, okay, just trust, just trust. And then my husband's out in the garden playing with all the, he's not playing with the plants. He's very into gardening. That's <laughs> 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 from my perception. He's playing with the plants. He's really into gardening. So he's out there in the garden and he starts talking to the neighbor and the neighbor basically has this opportunity for him that's completely in alignment with his vision. So it's this massive snowball of events is open for him because he wants to start a market garden farm but then scott says to the the neighbor also do you have do you know anyone that's got a house a rental and he's he so yesterday he drove us out to his house that he's it's available to rent now and it's in the most stunning forest that's called Baranat forest it is a house that i have never seen before the most mystical magical house with stained glass windows and like timber and all these incredible details and we're just like what he's like yeah you could have it and it's like this is not a house that comes available it's like our dream house just handed to us from a conversation from the neighbor and it's like there is nothing to ever worry about because if you just surrender and you just follow the path now because the intuition and everything it only speaks to us now so if the heart says do something now you just do it even though if the outcome of what that could mean in six months isn't clear. You just do it now. Life just gets better and better and more mystical, more magical, but you just got to act now. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you say that because that's, that's what happens. And that's, that's what's happened to me. I decided I wanted to do uh, uh, the radio show and suddenly um, this radio station uh, in Seattle uh, changed its format from uh, um, from a new all new station to a block programming station where they would sell time for this for the shows, and um, and I just happened to call them the day they announced that they were flipping the format, wow. and it's so I mean and, and then the job I was a district sales manager for a major food company, they happened to sell at that particular moment, and the other company I didn't want to work for. And so we made an arrangement and I could get unemployment and not work for them and go do the radio show. It all just kind of, it just all lined up the way it was supposed to. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't go through what I call a bad country music song period of life. Cause, cause I did that. My, my dad passed away. My dog died. My wife left. I lost my house and all, you know, in things along those lines, but they were all designed for my ultimate good. And it was, you know, my guides are very involved in everything that I do. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about talking to you, because you are, 
and not only a mystical person, you also channel people from the other side, but you have your, I can all, I know you from the standpoint of your heart is in the right place. You want to help people live, learn how to live their lives more authentically and more real. Would that be, I'm sure that that's, that's your, your, Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for seeing that in me. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, yeah, and I really do just want to, I would love for humanity to see the world that we could create together. If as individuals, we all just followed our own authentic truth. If we all did that, we would all be aligned to our absolute fullest expression of who we are as a soul. So me as a writer, channel, doing energy work, you as an incredible speaker, like a people person who creates these amazing, enlightening conversations. My husband, someone who loves growing vegetables and wants to create a market garden. And within all of that magic of us all following our authentic truth, we create heaven on earth. We create heaven on earth, but first we all need to do what's true for us. And that's why when we follow our heart, we're so guided because it doesn't seem like much on a personal level, level, but on a collective level, it's what's needed to create heaven on earth. And all that looks like today is you doing what your heart says. And to your listeners that feel like they're not in the miracle paradigm that can't relate to what we're saying about synchronicities, it only takes one, one big leap into, a, into an act of trust that takes you into the miracle paradigm. Most people don't follow the heart today because it's scary, because of the fear of the unknown. But all you need to do is do it once, and then the universe will sweep you up, catch you with an incredible reward, an amazing divine surprise that makes you so grateful that you took the leap of faith. And then just like that, you've arrived in the miracle paradigm, and you can't go back from it. And you use my favorite word, which is trust. Mm -mm. We have to trust that what we're being, the information that we are being given is real and true if it's of a high nature and if, if it's for our best, if it's for our best interest, um, that come, that to me comes from the other side and we trust that that's true. Yeah. Um, now, if it's we're negative information. Trust. Huh? We're taught not to trust from the program. We are. From, from. Yes. From from babyhood, we're taught, you know, don't answer the phone, don't don't trust people, don't, you know, and, and but there's a certain point where you have to trust yourself, and yeah. part of trusting yourself is trusting the folks. See, I believe now. You tell me your channel. I think that I've got a whole team of people, and guides and angels and and maybe a donkey or two or maybe a unicorn on the other side that, in their own way, are all working to. Help me do what I've been led to do, which is this. Of course, of course you do. And the more you acknowledge them, the more you have gratitude for their presence in your life, the more they, the more you feel their support. We all have a, an army of beings ready to assist us, but most people deny their existence. And therefore, why would why would you feel their support? You know, if you tune in to how looked after and how guided you are and you feel that energy that's all around you in your within your body and and all around you and you feel that connection you ask for help please help me show me what i meant to do show me what i need to see keep me on my highest path ask pray from your heart 
and make it about how you can how you can step into service, how you can live your fullest expression of your life and feel feel that energy move through you and support. You have it, Kevin, but we all have it and you're acknowledging it. You feel it. And so the, the energy is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. <laughs> have you ever said something like that, like what I just said and what you're saying now? And I can hear applause. <laughs> from the it's guides, like, from everyone's guides saying, yay. I can hear people. It's like, I feel like I can hear the applause on the other side saying, yeah, we, we, we're not there yet, but we're getting closer, <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Whenever um, I say something like that, just my, uh, my head goes all tingly. Like, like they're all patting me on the back. Like, good job, Brianna. <laughs> yeah. And you're just, and the fact is that you're open to it. And, and one of the things that uh, I mentioned, Neil Donald Walsh, one of the things he said in his book, and it's an Eastern philosophy and it's been around for a long time. And that is this, that, and it's a really simple thing and it's a really complex thing at the same time. And that is, we are all one. Yes. And it's, it's simple in the fact that we are all the same energy. We all come from the same place. We all have our same desires and thoughts and, and of what we would like to accomplish and to be, and to be a, a good, a good person and to help humanity. It, but it's complex in the fact that if we're all one, then there's nobody to hate. Yeah. Cause there's nobody else here. Yeah. <laughs> And that is hard for some people to understand because they've built their life on hate, division, and fear. Yeah, exactly. And the other beautiful way that I love to look at that, like obviously there are people in the in the world and they are they are acting from a place of evil, right? And it's it is very difficult to love everybody from that when you know when we see the the evil and the the pain that exists on planet earth but you have to we have to understand that as as you say as a collective we are all one and within ourselves we all have a shadow aspect so that means within our collective we have a shadow aspect and we need to understand that as a collective the shadow that is there is just the unloved aspects of ourselves as a collective. So this is this is quite tricky, right? But within ourselves as individuals, we all have a dark place, right? A dark place. And it's the unloved space within us. And as we learn to love all of us, all of our shame, all of our trauma, all of our pain, then that darkness transmutes. It transmutes into a space of light and a space of love. And within ourselves as a collective humanity. Sorry, I just can hear my little one outside. Within ourselves, within ourselves as a collective humanity, there is an unloved aspect of us that is there to show us how we have failed to see all of ourselves, how we have failed to acknowledge our pain and our trauma. So yes, we don't need to accept any dark behavior but we need to see it as an aspect of a collective humanity that is ready to be healed. If that makes sense, it's ready to be healed. Perfectly. 
perfectly. Yeah. You and I'm not that smart of a guy, so and a lot of folks will be able to pick up on that because that 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 really is beautiful. And and it and as we continue to move, <clears throat> one of the things that you talk about in the Keepers of the Light Codes, which by the way that book is out as of this last weekend. You can go to Amazon to pick it up. You can go um, anywhere you anywhere you want to, and uh, it'll be there. And uh, um, and uh, you've, you're the author, and it's going really quite well, and and stuff like that. But one of the things that you talk about in there is that that um, we need to get through the limitations of our mind, and to let it go, and to and to and to trust. And and you you're you're very gifted at, at talking about this. Now, were you just cha- I feel like you were just channeling right there. Were you just channeling right there? Well, yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me to explain. I want to explain things, and I can't do it well enough. So I have to kind of close my eyes and get the um, get a, a higher source to help me to explain what, it properly. What does it feel like when you do that? As you say. Letting go of the limitations of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> and because I can't, my mind says, Oh, I want to explain that, but I can't get the words across. So it's a coming into my heart and a letting go of my mind and just allowing, allowing. <laughs> that's that's just that's awesome well what you do i'm i'm so glad that we've had the opportunity to to talk a little bit and can we can we do this again yeah i would love that kevin 100 percent. it's yeah it's so nice to talk to you and i love what you're doing and i feel there is um i don't feel this with everybody i speak to <laughs> so strongly but i feel an immense presence of your listeners like there's a really deep connection between you and all your listeners and it's an honor to be in that space well and there are going to be listeners now and listeners in the future this this particular broadcast is going to be up for like ever and uh because it, the work that you're doing it quite literally is raising the vibration of the entire planet and uh it has to be done and if we're going to get to where if we're you know if we say we want to go to i'll pick the something in the united states if we say we want to go to seattle as an example but we get on a road that goes to san jose we're never going to get to seattle so we really need to pick the road that's going to lead us to where we want to go and this Mm -hmm. is that road because Mm -hmm. it it you can it frees your mind it, you open your heart, you recognize that we are all one, you recognize that you can have great impact in the world. And by the way, if everybody's opening their heart and doing what they choose to do, there isn't enough time to go kill everybody else um, because you're doing what you really want to do. And so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And like when we're doing what we want to do, when we're living from our heart, everything starts to change around us we alchemize the dark just through our own presence you know there's yeah, nothing yeah, to worry yeah. about it will all change but it just starts with us on a personal level doing what's true to us and some people that might be leaders that might be to run for president for others it might just be to be the best mother to to raise the next generation with so much freedom and openness it doesn't matter what the mission is if it's from the heart I have to, can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah, yes, please. Um, <clears throat> I started this in um, 2003, 
on KKNW in Seattle. And prior to that, I worked for a food service company uh, in here in town. They were called the Lion Food Service, and they subsequently sold to another food service. And I, that's when I left them to start doing the radio show. I was only working with them for like a year and a half. And in the course of time, things have turned for me so that I am now, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, there a whole series of incidences happened, including a couple of surgeries and, and stuff like that, which caused me to be able to do this full time. So one of the concerns is because I'm spending my own money to put this together. First of all, my mother passed away and left me a little bit of money so that I could do this as well as handle So surprise, surprise. Um, and then, um, this last May, I just turned 65, and this last May, I get a letter. I had no idea. And I'd been, I'd been saying, and I've been saying this for 20 years, um, I show me a way to that I can have some money, that I can do what I need to do here so that I can give back to the world in the way that I want to do it without constriction, without worrying about paying it back, without any of that stuff. So I get this letter in May, and it says... Um, uh, this is U.S. Food Service, and this is their pension division, and you have uh, a pension that that is going to come due in um, in September. My birthday is September 11th, and they and they said we want to make sure you have the right address and all that kind of stuff. So I called them up and I said, "You have my right address because I got everything and so forth. Can you tell me uh, this pension that you're talking about? What is it?" And he says, "Well, it's a pension from when you worked at the food service company." And I said, well, I didn't work for them very long. So I figured it couldn't be very much money. Uh, it couldn't, and it couldn't be hardly anything at all. And so um, about three weeks ago, I had to get a packet in the, in the mail. And, and the packet is like a quarter inch thick. And it's got a bunch of papers that I'm supposed to sign. And at the very end of it, it told me how much money that was in that account that I was going to get free and clear. And it was well into five figures. Um, I And it was like a gift from absolute heaven because I had no earthly idea that that was, that didn't even enter my consciousness that that was even possible. And yet it happened. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? We're, we're having the same thing happen to us as well. Like my husband used to have a really, really well-paid job working in an underground mine here in Western Australia. So that's a very common job here is like people work one they go to fly to the mine for one week come home for one week so we didn't like it he didn't like being away from us he was working underground he hated destroying mother earth but the money was so good so he used to call it like the golden handcuffs um yes because the money's so good but he just was a prisoner right and um we just decided no more that we would just surrender and just let go of everything that's why we sold the house and we're just like we're just going to just trust. And this is the most money we've ever had in our life. And it doesn't make sense. I don't know why, but we think about it and we're like, what? This doesn't make sense. And yet here we are. And doesn't just, have to. Yeah. Because, because they're going to, and because of, you've been doing this a while and they, and they trust you as well as you trust them. And they gave you the book. Um, in the, in the book, because you are a great emissary for this book and to get this message out. Oh, thank you, Kevin. And that it's, it really is remarkable. So it's okay. the name of the book is The Keepers of the Light. Rhiannon Hines is her name. And do you have a website that we can reference? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I do. But <laughs> I'm trying, I, my, I had a massive issue with my domain, but it's all good. <laughs> it's Rhiannon Hines. It's a Rhiannon. I'm a bit scared saying it because it's like, hopefully it doesn't all blow up, but it's RhiannonHines.com. And the other really um, easy way to reach me and all of my offerings is via Instagram, which is just like Rhiannon Hines with an underscore. And you can see everything that I'm doing there as well. It is, it is remarkable to be able to talk to you. Just, just, um, you, you are, you are so real and so honest and, and doing what you do. Um, let's, can we talk a minute about your healing work and how, how you help people? Yes, please. Yeah, definitely. What do you, what, what exactly do you do? And do you do one-on-ones? Do you do that on Zoom? How, do, how does that all work? So actually right now I don't do really any one-on-ones. I've completely pulled back from one-on-ones and I'm sure other mothers can relate to this. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. <laughs> you <laughs> are busy. I'm, bus- I'm busy, but the time that I get away from the children where I've got, you know, where they're in the little school and my mom's got them or my husband, it's like, how can I use this time most wisely? And right now all of my energy goes into training, training healers and training energy workers in the method that, I, I do, which is called the intuitive rebirth method. Um, so I, I do online trainings now in, in this energy work method, and I have a retreat in Bali as well, which is in March. But this way of doing energy work, why it's come through and, and why I teach it is because I've seen that the collective, like humanity en masse, is so ready to be taken a little bit deeper. You know, like for the last, say, 10 or 15 years, there's been a boom of like Reiki practitioners, a boom of yoga teachers. And it's so amazing. It's really allowed people to dabble in these mystical realms. And now people who did the Reiki like a couple of years ago, now it's like I'm ready to, I feel that there's more I need to look at. I feel that there's some healing, like deep healing that's ready to come up and they don't know where to go. And there's also a collective of healers that are like, okay, I feel like I want to sing. I feel like I want to get a drum. I feel like I want to take people deeper into their, into their energy, into their pain, and they don't know how to get there. So it's like this style of energy work is the ticket, (laughs) the ticket to go a little deeper. And it's very exciting to me. This is my biggest, this is where most of my energy goes in my work is this well, congratulations, and and uh, and I hope you have wild success with it, and are able to help a lot of people uh, go through the class and then teach it, and and because that's how you know that's how it'll grow into a great big deal. Yeah, it's all the momentum with it is blowing my mind. It's pretty wild. Well, and- you know, it it shouldn't blow your mind. You've you created it. It, yeah, well, it still blows my mind. The magical aspect of me is not surprised. The human part of me that's still blown away every day by this existence is like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest yeah. thing, and it, yeah. and it's 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 great fun for you. And and life is it, the divine has provided you, and but also you know to be fair, you the divine has provided you with the opportunity, but you have taken the opportunity. Uh, you had to turn your back on it, right? That's the thing, isn't it? Like the doorways get swung open, but we have to walk through. 
you do. And, and because you're willing to walk through, you will be handsomely rewarded for that. Just like you, Kevin. It's like, it's so fun, isn't it? It, it really is. Now I have to ask you, uh, because <laughs> my guides are always telling me, you know, like, yeah, yeah, shut up. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. We got it. Yeah, that's um, my number one message that comes through. <laughs> to, to you yeah <laughs> like, well, what about this when is this gonna happen is it yeah, it's just like just trust me and let go it's like oh uh, so so i know your guides are up there talking to my guides and they're kind of conspiring while we're having this conversation and could you ask could you just kind of ask them am i doing the right thing am i on the right path and is it going to be successful and am i going to am i going to be able to do this to help more people long term so this is what I always do now. It's my number one job isn't to channel for others. It's to open the channel that you already are, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, they, they tell me. I believe that they know that my heart is good and that this, is, this isn't about me and this is I want to make this a really big deal because I can bring people like you to – people who would not otherwise have the opportunity to meet you. There is a lot of energy in your podcast. There is so much energy here and all around you coming through, you coming through your microphone, coming through everything. You are so looked after with this, that of course it will be a success. And the only thing that often prevents us from experiencing that success is our attachment to the idea of what success is. Exactly. And I have to let, I've, I've let, I'm trying really hard to let that go because yeah. like to me, this conversation that we've been having for 53 minutes and 25 seconds is the culmination of everything that I want to be able to do. Um, yeah. Because you, you are so, so gifted at what you do and uh, you, you are a remarkable light uh, in the world and, and that, and we need more, we, we need more people like you and I support you and everything you do a hundred percent. And so, and that's why it, it, it's, I want to have you on, I don't know how we're going to do this. Um, KK, well, actually, KK, since you're up at five in the morning anyway, uh, on KK and W, the radio show that I do, I do like Wednesdays at four o'clock in the afternoon, which would be seven o'clock your time the following day. Uh, but I would love to have you on and introduce you to that audience as well. And we might be able to get a few people to buy a book. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. Um, but you, you're a remarkable human being, and, and I really appreciate having you here today. Oh, you make me want to cry. <laughs> yeah, oh, Kevin. <laughs> I, I have that effect on women somehow, but it's... I see you know, that. <laughs> but normally, it's a whole different reason for crying, but... Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Thank you for seeing that that in me. I, and, um, yeah, I see that in you, too. Thank I got to tell you, I've been doing this and I've been around a lot of people for 20 years that are, uh, some of them have been spiritual. Some of them claim to be spiritual. Some of them are want to be gurus and they want to have a following and they want to be well-known, yada, 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 and all that stuff. Um, I've gotten to the point in my, in my life where I can tell when someone is pure of heart and pure of motive and you are that. Um, oh, you make me cry. <laughs> I'm actually crying now. <laughs> oh, stop it. It's meant to lift you up and to give you a compliment. <laughs> it is a compliment. No, I'm crying with 
with uh, honor. But um, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm just human. So I have my own, you know, I have my own goals. I have my own agendas. I have my own desires for my family and for abundance and for, for comfort. And the cool thing is, is like the aspect of, I used to be really hard on the aspect of me. I used to want to be so pure and I really set that intention that anytime I had any desire, I thought it was my ego and I would try and dissolve it. And now I realize that I'm here having a human experience. And as long as we're of pure intention and that's the leading force, that is the leading thing, then our, our, our goals and our dreams and our needs can come along for the ride too. And they usually just get looked after. And I've learned that that spirit, the divine is so, um, is so loving and accepting of our own little human desires as well. So now I just, I know that I'm of pure intention, but also, and I feel the humanness in me as well, that, that has these ideas alongside my, <laughs> my guidance and my, my channeled wisdom. It is amazing to me that there are some people that, and well, and it, this goes back thousands of years where some people feel like they need to meditate 12 hours a day and need and be on their knees and not talk to anybody and all that kind of, I have a wholly different viewpoint of it. I think that the reason that we are here is because this is our playground. This is, we get to have a human experience as an energetic being and they don't, ex they don't want us to, to just sit on the sidelines. They want us to enjoy life. It's, it's too beautiful out here. Of course. Otherwise, why would we have incarnated in these flesh and blood bodies if it wasn't to experience pleasure, the pleasure of like being with your beloved, the pleasure of food, the pleasure of company, the pleasure of abundance, the pleasure of beautiful things. And um, I'm having a massive awakening in this just recently as well as I I'm going on a bit of a journey into like the forgotten very recent history of our earth realm and and the opulence and the abundance that has been here on planet earth um very very recently for us to all experience and that is like having beautiful clothes and beautiful homes and lots of crystals and and just abundance for everyone and then it's like in the human it's so natural for us as humans to desire abundance. And then in spirituality, there's often like a judgment on that, like a taint. And right. now I'm starting to understand that this is our natural state of being is, yes. is our incarnated form to be so abundant and provided for. And um, now I'm just in enjoying that natural desire as it, as it comes through me from my heart and also opens me into my purpose and, yeah, that's like a big message for a lot of us who have been like yoga teachers and meditation teachers who have been told to surrender non-attachment, non-attachment. And non-attachment is so important, but then also so is like the joy of indulgence. That's why we're here. That's yeah. and, and it's the experiences that we have. Uh, by the way, have you ever had pumpkin pie? It's not a thing in Australia. <laughs> have you ever had it though? No. Oh, okay. This is this is a perfect story, um, because this is this is how. Um, okay, there are three spirits that are on the other side. They all pass away, and uh, they're talking to each other. And two of them say, "You know, I what I really miss is Thanksgiving, because they lived in the United States. I really miss Thanksgiving." 
And, and the third person said, well, what do you miss most about it? Well, pumpkin pie. Have you, have you ever had pumpkin pie? Well, no, I haven't. I, it's not a thing where I come from. Oh, you got to try it. It is the most awesome thing in the world, and it tastes just wonderful. Okay, describe it to me. Because he hasn't experienced it, he doesn't know what it would taste like. So he says, well, ex explain it to me. And so they tried to explain it to him, and he said, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, but, but, but okay, so the next time he incarnates, he makes sure that he incarnates in a place where Thanksgiving is big and pumpkin pie is a thing. So then he has pumpkin pie, and then he goes back to the other side after he dies, and the three guys are standing there talking again, and he says, I got it. I had pumpkin pie. Now I know what you're talking about. Um, that's what I think happens to us a, a lot from the experiences that we have here. We take to the other side that, that are, and it's all designed for us to live our lives a bit of a little bit better and our existence because of the experiences that we can take both good and not so good. Yeah. 100%. It's all, it's all the spiritual experience. This is, uh, a big lesson I had with channeling the book is like, I did have so I did have so much separation between like my spiritual practice and life. You know, like I, before I had children, I was so indulgent in my time to be able to just sit and meditate, sit and do yoga. I was so into yoga, so into meditation. And it was, that was my connection to spirit. And then I had a baby and I was like, when am I going to do this? Every time I'd sit and meditate, she'll cry. And I bet, oh my God, this is so annoying. And then I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get there because I had a newborn baby and um, something needed to change in my understanding of spirituality. And then it's like, okay, well, instead of meditating, what about if I hold my baby while she cries and I breathe into my heart and I connect to my baby's heart? And then I was getting this like rush of energy, like this connection to spirit, this connection coming through me in my life. And then I was, you know, going for a walk with her in the pram. Like, oh, I wish I was doing yoga right now, but I'll just go for a walk with the pram. And then I would start to breathe into my heart and look at the trees and look at the flowers, look at my baby, feel the wind. And I was like, oh, how good is life? And then I realized that the meditation is the preparation. That is the practice where you learn to connect with the higher energies. But then our job when the time is right is we let it go. And we learn how to merge those energies with our daily existence and merge them into the eating of the pumpkin pie. Merge those, merge that energy into um, everything, into our eating of dinner in a beautiful restaurant. That is the spiritual practice. It's life. And that's why we're here. Yeah. We're, not, we're, not, we're not here to suffer. We're here to enjoy life to its fullest. And, but, if you trust that that is your intention and you create that intention, then that will come to pass. If, if you're thinking the life is well, life, how many times have you heard somebody say, Oh man, life is hard. This is this hard. It pays, it's, it's painful and it's hard. And it's, it's icky and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And I got another real quick story. Can I tell this before we go? Of course. I'm sorry. You you bring out the best in me. I I um years ago I, when I was doing the radio, I ran into a multi-level marketing company that I still use today. The products are fabulous. Now this is a network marketing company, and so we decided that uh, like six of us got together and we were going to be mentored by this guy that that was a expert in 
in network marketing and could tell us everything and we would all get rich and stuff. And, and so we, he's mentoring us and we are all 201. We're all sitting there on the phone talking to him going, you want us to do that? That sounds really hard. You want us to walk up to a stranger? I don't know that I could do that. I don't know. that. And, and so we were all like, this is hard and I can't do it and it's not working and, and stuff. Well, one of us made a quantum shift. She came in one day and said, you know, Kirk, this is easy. I can do this. I don't even have to work at it. I just trust and it's going to be fine. And it works. The five of us that we, it was still really hard. We have since dropped out of the company. She is now a multimillionaire millionaire in that company because she changed her mindset and it was all internal and it came from her heart. It's going to be easy. I can do this. And that's what they want. That's I think what the universe wants from us is that it's yes. easy. We can do this. Yeah. And if, the, if it excites us to the core, but it scares us, that's when you got to step up. Yeah. Like some, you know, you walked away from that. Maybe it didn't excite you to the core. Maybe it wasn't the best use of your energy. But for her, she was motivated by motivated by that experience. And she, she had an upgrade. Like, as you say, a quantum shift. The first podcast I ever spoke on, I just about half an hour before wanted to die. I was like, <sighs> I, I know nothing. And then I started... <laughs> I started like getting out all these like things that I've written. I started studying my own work. I was like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I've got nothing to share. Um, and then I, <laughs> I was so in fear, but I had been so excited to speak on this podcast, but I had so much fear that something was like, just let it go, Rihanna. Don't be so stupid. Just let it all go. Come into your heart. You they will only ask the questions you know how to answer. And I was like, okay, I just got to sit there and just wait. And I just, Oh, let it go. And then after that podcast, I was like, that was easy. See? That was so fun. And then boom, podcast fear dissolved. Now it's my favorite thing to do. And I remember it happened the first yoga class I taught. I wanted to die. Everyone was looking at me. <laughs> I was like, you know, left foot forward, right foot, right foot, left. Oh, I got myself in such a pickle. But then I'd done it and I was so excited. And and that's the thing when it's in alignment. And it's going to initiate us into that highest version of ourselves. It's going to be scary. We're going to have to walk through our fears to get there. But then when we do, the reward is so sweet. Oh, yeah. So now have you done a lot of podcasts now? Just in the law, in the lead up to this book. I did a few in the past, like just dribs and drabs. But in the lead up to this book, I've been very busy with them. So there's been no time for any fear or any little, little me talk. <laughs> well, so, uh, you know, like, um, well, how, uh, you know, how, how do I stack up with the other podcast guys and stuff? Oh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love, this is the first live podcast I've ever done. I was a little bit scared about that, actually. I was like, oh, what if I say something I shouldn't, but um, I've actually forgotten that it's live. <laughs> Yep, you can't you can't say anything that that uh, that isn't isn't allowed. Um, no, I, lo I love this chat. I love this chat. I've only had two podcast um, conversations with men, and it's really different. You being the second, it's really beautiful and different because men are much better like listeners. 
women we just get excited and we like talk over each other (laughs) that's been my experience that's why your podcast is so popular and successful kevin and why women love listening to you because you've got there's you're a space holder i i thank you for that thank you for that because i i really feel like that's that's my mission is mm-hmm. is to ask ask decent questions, provide you with the the forum to be able to get the information that we need to get out about your work and what you're doing and and how important it is and and uh, and then short short of that, just have a good time. Yeah, it's been the best. Thank you so much. So and thank you. And um, I'm going to talk to your. I'm going to have your people talk to my people, and then we're <laughs> going to then we're going to get together and we're going to do this again. Okay. Yeah, I would love that so much. I'd really love that. And I know that you've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, so I'm going to let you go and honor your time. But if you wait (laughs) right there for just a second, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because 